What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for March 12th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Coming at you a little later today due to daylight savings time. Or I guess it's daylight saving time, but which is stupid. But I don't want to get into that. However, let's start with today's Philly Sports Women History Spotlight. Today, we're going to spotlight Joanne Iverson. She's a rower and a coach from Mequon. Very big in the Schuylkill rowing scene. She began rowing in 1959. She wanted to compete in the Olympics and then realized that there were no female rowing events in the Olympics and was not having it. So she was the co-founder and started the National Women's Rowing Association and just thought that it was very sexist because there were just basically not even schools that had women's rowing. So she fought tirelessly to get more of a following from women's rowing as well as get it into the Olympics. Um, she definitely played a huge role in that and it became an Olympic sport in 1976. She became the first female rowing coach at Penn and has coached numerous national championships. Um, the biggest was the, the NWRA, the National Women's Rowing Association title in 1972. Uh, she was so big that her and Rayford Johnson were on President Gerald Ford's Commission on Olympic Sports back in the 70s. I guess it was part of like the exploratory committee for one of the Olympic Games maybe. or I forget exactly what that was. But, I mean, they were two of the most accomplished athletes in their field. And for those of you who know that I'm in a fraternity, Rayford Johnson also is a member of Pi Lambda Phi from UCLA. So that's a pretty cool connection there as well. But Joanne is a Philly Sports Hall of Famer. I would say you can almost consider her sort of the the mother of female rowing in general. But because of how big rowing is in Philadelphia, she's paid, had a huge, huge impact. So today we shout out Joanne Iverson for all her work on getting equality in the, the sport of rowing and actually being very responsible for getting it into the Olympics. So kudos to you. All right. Flyers suffered a tough one last night to the, the Penguins, 5-1. to one. Um, I've been doing trying to expand my own knowledge a little bit. So in checking into this, Danny Briere probably is going to be the, the favorite to be the new Flyers GM. Um, so they're, I think what they're going to do is it's almost like a trial run. So he needs to... There's, it needs to do a lot, but it's almost like a, a complete rebuild and not so much like a retool, I think, of what they originally Chuck Fletcher was trying to say this year was. But uh, I, I think at this point, I've read numerous places that the big deal is get shed as much salary and get cap space as possible and then just kind of stockpile draft picks a la Sam Hankey and Try to get those assets, move them, and, and do what we need to do. This team is in a free fall, which with less than 20 games left, kind of bodes well somewhat for them going into this draft and, and this lottery, which is huge. But I think, and I know this is a very sensitive topic among Flyers fans, but I think they need to, yes, it's great to celebrate the past, but they need to start cutting ties with alumni and not being so involved. Like, the good old days are now almost 50 years ago. It's time to kind of move on, Flyers fans, and, and get with the modern new NHL. Um, 
Mr. Snyder's not here anymore. And yes, he brought hockey to Philly. He brought the two cups back in the 70s. But what have you done since? It's time to just make a clean break and, and start a new chapter in Flyers history instead of relying on all those old school things. But I digress. Uh, Sixers in action tonight versus the Wizards. Looking to to move up in the standings. Uh, Boston won again. Uh, I did not check to see what happened, but I think the Bucks lost, which was good. I know they were, I think, going to overtime with the Warriors last night. It was too late for, for me. Uh, but... They're all at this point. They're all big games for the Sixers, but they're they're in action tonight against the Wizards. Not a lot of big Phillies news, um, but the the big news for me was Kyle Schwarber hit a three run bomb in the World Baseball Classic for the United States as they beat Great Britain. Good to see him because I know he was struggling in the early parts of spring training. So to actually see him do that is is good. He's kind of picking up where he left off. And I also saw a stat where he's homered in the AL wildcard, NL wildcard, both division series for both leagues, the championship series for both leagues, the World Series, and the World Baseball Classic. I think the only thing he didn't do was the Olympics because they took, they've taken baseball away as an Olympic sport. Um Quickly then, the uh, Eagles news update on the Slay situation. I did hear an interview with Slay. He was on uh, his podcast, I think, and basically said, listen, I don't have any hard feelings against Howie. Yes, I want to come back to Philly, but at the end of the day, this is a business. And I, I think it's good for a player like that to sort of be able to delineate between the two. He did say he would love to finish his career in Philly. But it, you got to see where it goes. And, and, I, and I like that. And I, it's not like when I was a kid and every you, the players stayed forever and everything. It is a business, a very entertaining business. However, it is a business. So it's good to see him have that sort of clarity on that and not get caught up. Because I've seen some nasty things on Twitter about, oh, get rid of it. And it's like, come on, dude. Like He's been a good player for a few years now. It's just calm down. Slow your roll. Uh, the Union won one nothing last night, but it came at a cost. Andre Blake, the goalie, left with a groin injury, and he was such a, a crucial part of that run to the MLS final last year. So no word yet. He was getting an MRI today. Hopefully the results come back negative. But sticking with the theme today, and we're going to go back to 1997. And on March 12th, 1997, the Chicago Bulls beat the Sixers down at the Coors State Center, as it was known back then, 108-104. to Michael Jordan dropped 23. Scottie Pippen had 31. And I feel like he was a Sixers killer. Like, I, And I'm basing this off of absolutely nothing. Like, just what I remember. But I remember throughout his career, Jordan was Jordan, but Pippen seemed to always play well no matter who he was playing with, who was on his team against the Sixers. Um, but he dropped 31 that night. Dennis Rodman had 17 rebounds. For the Sixers, Allen Iverson had 31. Jerry Stackhouse had 19. Uh, now, the Bulls were the defending champs. They were looking for a repeat. This was the second second iteration of their three-peat. And this was the, the team the following year was the, the topic of the, the Last Dance documentary that ESPN have. So why am I talking about this random game in March? Well, this is when we knew AI was a bona fide superstar in the making. This was the, the AI crossover on Jordan. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, 
It was just AI before the cornrows. The Sixers had their shitty uniforms. And he, he crossed them up, hit the jump shot. And it was the first big moment, I feel, at the, the F, well, Core State Center, FU Center, Wells Fargo, whatever you want to call it. It was like the first big moment for the Sixers because they were so dreadful back then. And it just, to me, it's like we knew. Uh, the Sixers were terrible that year, 22 and 60 they finished up, but the next year is when Larry Brown, Billy King, and those guys kind of came in and started to to develop the brand of Sixers basketball that we, we were accustomed to for that time frame, ultimately leading to that that finals run. But I think at that time, we knew like that he was something special. Jordan even said afterwards it was – like Jordan did not often get embarrassed like that. And I'm sure Jordan probably came back and had like 20 points in a row because he was pissed off or something. But there was the, it was one of the few times I remember in my life seeing Michael Jordan look bad on a basketball court. So on this day, back in 1997, AI crosses up Michael Jordan at the Core State Center. I suggest you looking up the YouTube video just to remember. I, I went down a rabbit hole last night just looking at that video and, and different highlights of just how good AI was. But shout out to Joanne Iverson for her uh playing such a big role in the the women's rowing sport and basically getting it started and getting it into the Olympics. Shout out to Allen Iverson for crossing up Michael Jordan. Go have yourselves a Sunday. Try to get back and recover that hour of sleep you lost. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you. Oh, before I go, one last thing that I completely missed and I just thought it is Selection Sunday and ordinarily, this is an exciting day for Philly sports and Philly basketball fans. Unfortunately, for the first time since 1977, there will not be a men's basketball team from Philadelphia in the NCAA tournament, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, Penn State, if you want to consider them a local team, probably is going to make the tournament. Rutgers has a shot to make the tournament, but no team within the the five-county area is going to be in the tournament this year for the first time since 1977, which is absolutely, it just sucks. You want to see some good basketball and root for a local team? Villanova's women have a shot to to make a run. They were the two seed in the Big East. Uh, there's a lot of excitement surrounding them. So if you want to pick a team for March Madness, follow the Villanova women. All right, so now I'm going to go now. Go have yourselves a Sunday, and until next time, I'll see you when I see you.